Welcome to another episode of Raw and Real Chat. Elizabeth Lim here, your podcast host. I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by Jordan today, who has he's, he's joining me all the way over from the States. Jordan, tell everybody whereabouts in the States you are. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Um, Jordan Mendoza. I'm actually in Atlanta, Georgia. Wonderful. Thank you so much for making the time to, to come on and, and chat with me about, you know, everything that I guess we've chatted about through LinkedIn, um, uh, all things social in terms of, you know, uh, uh, talking and getting to know um, one another. Um, and one thing that you said, I mean, before we started recording, and the one thing that I think will always kind of ring true is... Uh, just about being human and so being able to connect with another human on a video call is is powerful and so i really do thank you for that time absolutely absolutely all right so for anybody who doesn't who's not familiar with jordan which i, I believe you probably all are um just a little bit of his background so jordan is a sales and training professional with over 24 years experience in sales and 13 years experience in the multi-family housing sector. Uh, Jordan has sold everything from newspaper subscriptions, cell phones, coupons, windows and apartments to name a few. He's learned over the years that the best asset um, he has, he has is, is our personal brand and, and if you're in sales, people buy into you more than the product and if you if they like and they trust you, then they're going to take care and then they know that you're going to take care of them. They'll actually, they will actually buy from you. So after B2B sales for many years, Jordan spent six years on site at various apartment communities in various roles and gained a passion for helping others learn and decided to pursue a role where he could share what he learned through the years on a daily basis. So he's, Jordan is now in his seventh year as a training development manager and has the privilege of creating training content, facilitating local and regional classes, in addition to teaching a six-month leadership program that rotates from metropolitan DC to Atlanta each year. The leadership program has afforded him the ability to coach associates in different markets each year and help them discover who they are through self-evaluation. I've got to say, Jordan, that... Uh, that description of everything that you've done is is pretty is pretty extensive. I mean, uh, you know, you 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 did share part of your story in an article that you wrote. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit more about that article? Yeah, yeah. So the article that I wrote was, um, you know, what I learned personally and professionally going door to door at, at 14 years old. And so when I was 14, uh, myself, my older brother, David, and our, our buddy, Steve from down the street, uh, we all wanted to make some money. And uh, there was a newspaper distributor that wanted to hire us to go knock on people's doors and try to get them to sign up for the newspaper. Okay, if I've got any young viewers on right now, you are listening to this. Newspapers are these uh, piece, big pieces of paper with lots of. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I know nobody reads them anymore, right? In 2019, not a lot of people read them, but this was in like 1995. So, um, so we would literally we would knock on a door, and I would have to, you know, figure out how to communicate with another person, and 
and get them to sign up for the newspaper. Right. And as you can imagine, and, and, you know, I can kind of paint this picture for everybody. So here I am at 14 years old, right. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm definitely an extrovert, right. So I have no problem talking. I definitely talk too much sometimes I think. Um, but so, you know, I have no problem sparking the conversation. Right. But I didn't really know how to, you know, close, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, how to overcome objection. Like I didn't have any of these skill sets on day one. Right. So my first day, I must've knocked on probably 300 doors. Right. I didn't get a single person that said they would sign up for a subscription. So I, my whole clipboard was the, all the papers were still there at the end of the <laughs> night, you know, and I noticed my, my brother and, and, uh, our friend, they had stacks that were a little less than mine, right? So they, they made some sales. And actually, they were in a really, really good mood. And I wasn't. I definitely wasn't. I, I had lost my attitude. I was sitting on the curb waiting for the, the guy to pick us back up so we could go settle up for the day. And I remember going back to settle up, you know, how frustrated I was because I had nothing to settle. Like I literally, every person told me no. And what I remember about each one of those no's is each one compounded on the next one. Mm -hmm. And I let it actually take me over. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I heard number 10, it was my attitude change, my facial expression, my body. I was like, Hyde, would you like to sign up? You know, like, <laughs> of course, nobody wanted to, to sign up for the paper, right? Because they were like, this, this guy's terrible at his job, right? You know, because I had lost my attitude. And so the, I really, really learned a lot. I didn't learn it in this day because I was, my attitude was gone. Right. We went, went to actually settle up. And uh, I, I was reluctant to hand in my full clipboard, you know, and, and he's like, all right, it's okay. You can give it to me. And so I gave it to him and he said, this guy's name is Jim Franks. And he said, Jordan, so what happened out there? And I said, um, well, nobody buys the paper apparently. And, you know, like, I guess nobody, just, I guess nobody reads the paper anymore. You know, everybody told me no. So I, this was kind of, it wasn't very fun. And he's like, okay. Well, I'm going to, let me tell you something. And, um, I don't know if it'll make sense to you right now, but hopefully one day, um, it will make sense. And, uh, I said, okay, what, I was like, whatever, let this guy talk so he can take this, take us home. You know, I really didn't want to hear it at this point. So he said, the sale doesn't start until the customer says no. And I, and he's he looks at me and I looked at him. I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. And I kind of like storm out and, you know, it literally wasn't until years later. I mean, I, I think we're talking like four years later, I had got a, a sales and marketing job and I had worked my way up from, you know, just being me to having a team of people that I helped develop. Right. And so I was running these sales meetings and, um, at the end of the day, one of the salespeople came back and he had the same look that I had on my face when I was 14. He, he was just down in the dumps. And uh, I said, Hey, what happened out there? He's like, apparently no one buys this product. You know, it was, it literally was me four years ago. And, and you know what I said to him? I said, the sale doesn't start until the customer says no. And in that moment, when I said it, I actually, I fully understood it. Right. It, it, most people naturally tell, you no. Yeah. like if, if you think about human nature, 
And when you're a child, your parents are like, you're like, hey, can I have a candy? No. You know, <laughs> no, don't touch the stove. No, you can't play outside. No, you can't be on the phone anymore. You see what I'm saying? Like, and so I think like the way that I see it is as humans, we're naturally wired to immediately say no. Like that's our, that's our first instinct for everything. And I think of it as a parent, like when my kids ask me for something, it's like, no, They're like you didn't even hear what I said. You know? So I think, I really think there's something there, yeah. you know? And, um, and so, you know, that's, that's what I learned. You know, I learned, I learned a lot of things. I learned, you know, what it does to give people a smile and eye contact, mm. right? what my facial expressions could convey. Like I could actually make an expression that make would made them think or made them laugh or made them sad sometimes depending on the product. Right. Like, but it was literally like, you know, being able to um, entertain somebody. Right. I mean, that's, it's kind of the way I looked at it is like, if I was going like anybody that I saw, I felt like I could sell them whatever I had in my hand you know, and I still think that way, I still think that way today, you know, and I think having that, like, that confidence is, is huge, and uh, I've always just been a very optimistic, optimistic person, you know, from even being, being a kid, so well, I think I that mean, plays a part. I think that, I think that the story is, um, as you say, you learned a lot from, from that experience, but part of me that really is quite curious is um, I, I understand that, you know, you and your brother and your friend, you wanted to um, make some money and stuff like that. Yeah. But, and I guess it is, do you think it's related to you being an extrovert that there was no hesitation to start cold calling and knocking on strange people's doors? Like, <laughs> like do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like yeah. because for some listeners it will be like, wow, like, because say for instance those that are new into the sales industry who are yeah. you know uh you know say in their in their 20s and and still you know trying to find their way they might be trying to find that that x factor or 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 something to to kind of get them past that day one that you talk about like so is, i would say go <laughs> knock on 300 doors <laughs> no, like then, literally go go knock on 300 <laughs> Like go, go to 300 businesses that you don't know and go start up a conversation. Like literally that would be my advice because I, I, I that's what I went through. Yes. And I, and I feel like anybody, anybody, cause again, I actually went back day two and day three and <laughs> in weeks and months. And I became really, really good at sales. Like that was my training ground. Yeah. Right. Like I could have easily just get like gave up and said, skip this. I'm never going back again. But I think part of me was like, you know what? Challenge accepted sales. Like you're hard, <laughs> but I want to, I, I want to be able to figure it out. And I think really like, I, I, I think, you know, you figure it out. You figure out people's personality types. You figure out how to read, how to relax, how to relate. You know, you figure out that it's a mindset game. You know, it's an attitude game. You know, there's a, there's a, an acronym that we used in sales training and it was PMA equals OPM. And when, what that stands for is a positive mental attitude equals other people's money. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I mean, it's, it's, if you think about it and, it and it's so true, like if you have a positive attitude and you provide value to people, people naturally are interested in what you do and they become curious, mm-hmm. right? Especially people that value those types of things. They value kindness and they value, you know, empathy and they value optimism. You know, yeah. um, I think it, and, and I think in 2019, there aren't enough people that are that way and so it, there's the audience is larger right than than maybe 10 years ago even so yeah well i mean would you say because um interestingly enough uh because you know the reality is is that there is uh selling happening on social media like oh sure you know, paid ads yeah. are a given but even the uh the networking and the business development that happens particularly on LinkedIn as, as a professional platform, it's yep. there. Um, so would you also pay that advice forward to those new, you know, new salespeople out there listening that that's whether it be that uh, you should look at, excuse me, that's a, you know, raw and real for you. I've got a phone ring <laughs> in the back. Um, yep. um, <laughs> but would you, would you say that um, going out there and, uh, on on social media, when when where there's there's obviously there's people posting content and actually jumping in and starting conversations with those strangers, whether that would you know yeah. whether that would also be similar to what you're talking. Oh, about. that's I yeah I think that's absolutely similar because again you know most people don't most people watch and don't engage because they're afraid to be judged, right? Like that's, I mean, that's, that's literally what it is, is we are afraid of what somebody might say to the thing that we said, Mm. or we like, or that we might look stupid or someone may look at that and say like, unfollow you now, you know, like (laughs) we're so worried about that. And so I think for me, I just said like, I don't like, for one, like, I don't know a lot of the people that are in there's 640 million users. Like, pretty sure I don't know most of them. <laughs> right. So I don't, so when I kind of looked at it that way, it was like, well, it doesn't matter. You know, all I want to do is share my personal opinion yeah. and talk about things that are important to me that are, that are, that I value and information I feel like I want to share with everybody else, you know? Yeah. And I think if you look at it from that perspective, then um, it makes it easier to, I'm not going to say it's easy, right? Because you still have to take that leap. Yes. You, know, you have to take that first. You have to, you know, type in a race and type in, a, you know, you got, you've got to go through that. You know, you've got to go through recording videos and judging yourself and not using it and doing a, a bunch more takes and tell, and tell you're like, you know what, screw this. Let me just, you know. so you have to go through those trials and those tribulations and, and, you know, that's what helps us grow. Like it's, like failing is actually really good because it teaches you a lesson that you can use that for the next time you're going to fail, you know, <laughs> like, because it's, it's bound to happen, you know? And, and I think if we look at it from that, from that perspective versus the opposite, it, you know, it makes it a little easier. It does. It certainly does. And I think that over time, um, you know, as they say, showing up and being consistent really does make a big difference because um, you're right, you know, with, as many users as there are on LinkedIn and any other social media platform, I'll, I will admit that there are some people that, so I don't, um, 
uh, I'm not on Facebook. So, you know, Facebook's usually where you've got your friends and family and stuff like that. Yeah. But but some people cross over different platforms. I personally don't. But I, I do know people on LinkedIn in real life. And uh, when I first started to become active, they were a little bit shocked. They were a little bit like, oh, you're putting out a lot of content. Um, but I think after a while they got used to it because as you say, you're there to kind of serve a purpose. You're there to help others. You're there to, to sh- you know, to share value. Um, yeah. And if people can, you know, people can see that you're not there uh, for any ill intent. You're not there to, you know, to hurt anyone or to, you know, to yeah. be mean or anything like that. It's really there to, uh, as you say, you know, be positive and empathetic and understand and you know build a community which over time you've built quite a community jordan like you started off um with quotes i mean how long ago did you start posting those quotes um you know i i can't even remember (laughs) honestly i can't remember so I, i know i've had the account and i was i remember like thinking I'm going to be really embarrassed to say how long I've had the account because a lot of those that time I just wasn't active. So I think I got it in 2011. Oh, wow. Right. Well, a long time ago. And I didn't, I was like hibernating until 2019, you know, like, so it was like the scheduling for a couple of years and then I stopped it or whatever, posting those. And then and then I, and then like April, I stumbled upon, I was like, whoa, what happened to LinkedIn? Like, who, why am I seeing people's faces and you get on video? You know, you start to see, like, I don't know if you saw, like, if that happened to you that way. But for me, I was like, I was like, this is the LinkedIn I remember, you know? So I, I was doing my research. I was consuming content. I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was liking, you know, maybe a heart <laughs> once in a while, but I didn't, I didn't want to talk to anybody yet, you know? Um, Cause I was kind of just checking out the water, getting the feel for what was happening. And then, you know, again, really, I mean, shout out to Brian Shulman, but that, I mean, that guy was super inspiring. His video, like telling, sh- telling people to post their first LinkedIn video, like it, it encouraged me, you know, and I think sometimes that's all it takes is just that little, that little nudge and it could literally shift your, shift your world. Um, really? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you're not the first person to shout out Brian. I mean, there's been other people <laughs> who have, you know, yeah. talked about um, him being the, uh, you know, the catalyst for, for that first video. I mean, for, yeah. for us here in, in Australia, uh, you know, there's there's all like, like kind of what we regard as the big names is, is dancing Diana and Tima and Kiki and stuff like that, which you know, and so yeah. they they've been the trailblazers here. So and that's that's what it takes, doesn't it? It takes that encouragement from from um, you know your community and for you to, I guess, get a little bit of um, courage to say that you know it's okay, like. You know, the world won't end if you post a video. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yep. it's actually... There is, a de- there is a delete option. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. And I think that that's, that's the thing. I think that, um, I guess the one thing with LinkedIn is because is it's quite a serious platform, um, there's also that kind of uh, concern about, you know, how's it going to look and things like that. But I think that there've been enough, uh, you know, trailblazers and and those that have experimented to see, see that, you know, those that really want to break the internet, that that there's, there's that approach. But I think that um, in general, uh, that there's, there's a a common conversation that can be had 
um, for those that are interested in, like you said, learning. Um, and so I guess what yeah. would you say has been in all your years of experience and, and, you know, uh, you know, I know that you've really just kind of pushed on through the discomfort of sales and, and that learning process. What would you say is the biggest mm -hmm. tip that you could give, um, you know, any sales professional that's starting out? Um, you know, I, the biggest tip that I would give really is, you know, try to do your best to figure out how to stay positive, right? Because, you know, mindset to me is, is huge. And like, I, I just have the bill, the ability to always see the cup as like 90%, you know, I've, you know, even, even through adversity, I, I think we all go through things. We, we go through things, whether it's a story of some type of adversity we faced or maybe a loved one or a loss. Right. I think everybody goes, goes through those types of, of things. And, um, you know, you learn a lot, right? You learn a lot when you have that type of adversity and it really helps you grow. Yeah, no, it definitely, definitely helps you grow. And I think that that is, is probably one of the um, most beneficial things and uh, one of the things that people should find the value in itself in terms of the process uh, and that growth and development because if you don't see the value there, um, then it, it, you need to be able to have it as a labor of love, as opposed to, uh, something that, that you do, um, you know, with, you know, with a dark cloud covering it and, and, and overshadowing it, because I think that that is, it is really, that is really challenging. Um, and particularly in sales because of the constant rejection, yeah. It's got to be very hard. Um, I mean, I had a short stint in, in sales myself and, and um, you know, there was always also, also the other thing is that I'm naturally an introvert. So being around other more kind of outspoken people, um, yeah. it was different. It was, you know, everybody in sales is different. Like both yeah. the, the, the buyer and, you know, the seller and, and those types of things there's different personalities. And I think that that's, that's really crucial is to be able to identify that and appreciate that. But it still comes back to what you said, Jordan, about mindset, because yeah. regardless of what your personality type is, if the mindset's right, then the rest will, will naturally happen, you know, properly. And it, it will work out in the end. It's just, it's just a matter of, okay, how do you get to that place? And I guess, would you say that you, provide those kinds of practical tips in your coaching and, and in your leadership program? Oh yeah, ab absolutely. And you know, the, the leadership program that I teach is actually, it's based, we started out with self-awareness and the way that we do that is through an instrument called the Myers-Briggs type indicator. Uh, I, you might be familiar or the audience might be familiar with Myers-Briggs. So, so I'm actually a certified, certified Myers-Briggs practitioner. And so, you know, I am able to um, have send out these assessments for people to take and then take them through a debrief. And, you know, when you're certified, one of the things that you agree to do is you have to give the participants the ability to self-assess. Okay. So, you know, they take the question, 
or they take the questionnaire, which has tons of tons of different questions on there, and that's going to populate a, their their four letter type. Okay, but before you can even show it to them, show them the results, you have to walk them through exercises that have them self-identify with, you know, whether they're an extrovert or an introvert, right? Whether they're an intuitive type, right? Whether, you know, we, we walk them through all the different dichotomies and let people decide for themselves. And then you hand them the assessment and, they, and then you compare and then you talk a little bit more in detail about, you know, what type is and, and how it works and we do activities. And, and I think, uh, you know, if, if I could have gone through that, when I first started in sales, like knowing yourself, understanding how you're wired is, is a game changer, right? Like it, it really can shift the way that you think, the way that you do things. It gives you epiphanies that you never even thought were possible, you know? So, so if you ask me what type of advice would I give, I would say take I w you know, I'm, I don't want to just promote Myers-Briggs because there's plenty of great assessments out there. So I would say research assessments, find one that, that you think you want to take. Heck, take a few of them. You know, I know most, a lot of people have taken DISC and they've taken, you know, again, it's, everything's based off of data and information. So you have to figure out what works for you. And then the other thing I would tell you is you're definitely a lot more than your type. That's one element. Yeah. That's a part of the human framework, right? Um, but in addition to that, you also are, are a human, you know, and so you you got to figure out where your values are. So, Wow. No, I think that that is, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that, um, you know, as complex as we are as human beings, um, so are all the psychometric tests that are out there and that assessment and that awareness is, is absolutely crucial. I think that you've got um, so much value in, in all your experience um, and, and being specialized in, in, in a particular assessment tool really does give you, um, it gives you, it differentiate you, differentiates you from other coaches and other, other trainers as well. So um, Jordan, if there are any listeners who, you know, where's the best place for people to kind of follow your content? Because um, you, you obviously provide value and you, you, you're out there kind of sharing your knowledge. Which is the best place for people to be able to follow your content? I, th I think right now and, and really since April, so for the last five months or so, it, it's been LinkedIn and I don't see that really change. So I, I do post on, on Twitter you know, some on, on starting on Instagram, I'm starting to do, you know, testing out content on TikTok because there's, you know, 3 billion users. I mean, it's a massive platform. And, and, you know, I see one, one guy that I, you know, attribute a lot of the way that I think about business is, is Gary V right now. You're probably familiar. I know he was just in Australia recently, <laughs> you know, yeah. doing a bunch of conferences and stuff like that. But I mean, he, the information that he gives to people, if you're thinking, if you want to grow your network, if you want to start a business, it, it fundamentally works yes. if you put it to work, yes. right? Because that, that's one thing you talked about all the time is, you know, people come listen to me all the time and pay all this money to see me, but then they just go back home and don't do anything, you know? And so I think like, I, I actually took his advice and that's what I use, you know, and I use that information and I apply it and, and it really does it works. You know? Yeah. Look, I mean, I'm in the same, I have only just started TikTok as well. Uh, for, for the, uh, as you say, 
you need to do your research. You need to see if, yeah. you know, if you can work with the platform, if that platform is going to work for you, uh, yeah. whether your content, whether you can produce, uh, because what I've found is, is that um, content uh, you can like with Twitter, the, the character restrictions I find really difficult. Yeah. Um, uh, which is why Instagram and LinkedIn kind of work nicely together in terms of TikTok. Again, still trying to understand uh, the format because a lot of what trends and goes viral yeah. uh, is probably directed towards our children. Like I've got a 13 year old who, you know, is showing me how to do things on TikTok because she understands it better than I do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and you know, that's the other thing. It's actually, uh, it's, for a parent to show their child and value their child's experience in terms of their, their own personal experience. Yeah. That's, that's empowering for them because then they understand that, you know, no matter where you are in life, no matter what age you are, no matter what background you have, you have value to bring. You just need to have the confidence to, to show it and to, to bring it out. And so I think that, that um, whilst I've always, I've kind of been, for a long time I was anti-social media because of all the negativity that went with it. Once yeah. I found that LinkedIn had changed, it changed everything else. I became more open-minded about things yeah. like Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Uh, in terms of Facebook, Facebook has great business groups. Um, and that's about, that's about all it kind of Facebook just, I think yeah. it consumes too much time, but no, great to hear that your content is, you know, it's thriving on LinkedIn. It certainly is because it does great on LinkedIn. Good to know that you're on Instagram and Twitter and even on TikTok because I will be looking for you on TikTok, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, you're, you're going to see one of my, uh, one of my dance videos. So I, oh, I was awesome. actually, so, so fun fact, I was a, a break dancer for 10 years. So, you know, <laughs> like, like break in, pop in, I, we used to go to like battles and, you know, all... So I was I was big into that uh, the like that dance scene you know for a long while. So. Oh well, there you go. So TikTok is perfect for you. I think that <laughs> I'm going to really yeah. enjoy following your content on TikTok and um, and yeah, I mean I think that just being open about the fact that you know everyone's got to start somewhere on on a platform. Um, yeah. And and you know the biggest thing is is like you say with Gary V just take that action. You know, he's got yeah. lots of um, advice to give and people are a bit afraid to kind of take that advice, but, but also yourself, Jordan, you're, you're a perfect example of taking action and not letting yeah. that fear of knocking on 300 doors stop you because you came back for day two and day three and everything else yeah. from there. So thank you so much for sharing all of your insights with me today and the listeners. No problem. Really, yeah, really no problem. appreciate it. I appreciate your time. I thank you so much for the invitation and uh, I can't wait to, to listen to it back. And, uh, and uh, definitely uh, for those of you that, that don't know who I am, uh, look me up on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to follow you, learn from you. I think that everybody should be able to learn from, from each other. So. Absolutely. Great way to, to great message to end the show. Thanks, Jordan. All right. Thanks so much.